thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. Hey everyone, it is great to connect with you again. I am so excited about this brand new series called Wise Up. And I have a question for you right at the start. Have you ever made a decision that you came to regret? Maybe it was some years or months later, or maybe it was right in the moment and you thought to yourself, why on earth did I do that? When I was about 10 or 11, I was around my friend's house, okay? And um, his parents had invited my parents to come later that day for a spread that we call it in the black country, okay? Like a big, a big spread of food. And me and my friend, we decided for some unknown reason that we would... Um, corrupt the food. And so we took the cream off the trifle and replaced it with salad cream. We put chilli in stuff that shouldn't have chilli in it. We put vinegar in stuff that shouldn't have vinegar in it. We basically just corrupted the whole of the spread. And not only did we make that decision, but then we decided to hide. So I decided to hide in the boot of my dad's Granada, Ford Granada. Do you remember those cars? Ford Granada, what a car that was. Um, First car, maybe for some of you, I don't know. So I hid in the boot, strange decision, but an even stranger decision is that my friend jumped in the boot as well and shut the boot. So now we're both stuck in the boot of my dad's Ford Granada and we can't get out. And I look at him and said, why did you do that? And he went, I don't know. And so about an hour or so later, we were finally found, we were discovered by his parents and my parents who were not happy. And what they made us do was they made us literally eat all of that corrupted food. And at the time, I remember, this is a long time ago, thinking, why on earth did I make that decision? You ever thought like that? You ever made a decision? And it's not like at the time you thought, I know, this is a terrible decision. I'll just make it. You just came to regret that decision. And here's the truth. You may also be facing a decision right now and you're finding it really hard to make a good decision. Here's just the truth. We make our decisions and then our decisions make us. You see, who we are today is largely a result of the decisions that we made yesterday. So who we're going to become tomorrow is largely a result of the decisions that you and I make today. But here's the thing when it comes to decision making. To make great decisions that we don't come to regret requires something we don't naturally have. It's elusive. It's a little mysterious. It's so valuable. It's so precious. And we are going to talk about it not only today, but over the next four weeks. Hang with us. And just as I get started, I want to tell you a story about a young guy and he had a really famous dad. His dad was so famous. He wasn't always famous. In fact, he was a little bit innocuous, this guy was, this guy's dad. And then one day, this innocuous guy came onto the national scene and became a hero. And he became such a hero that like women like wrote songs about him. I'm not talking about Justin Bieber, okay? This was more famous than him. And he's such an incredible guy. And later on in his life, this guy became not only famous, but he became the king of the nation. He united the nation together. And then he passed over the kingdom to his son. And when he passed over the took the kingdom to his son. This new young guy is now, he's the king of a united nation uh, and he's, the, he's powerful. But God says to this young guy, who's now the king, you can have anything you wish for. In other words, whatever you wish for, you can have it. You can have one thing, whatever you ask for. 
What an amazing proposition. I wonder if you're watching live in the chat or whether you're on Facebook or YouTube, come on. What's the one thing that you'd wish for? If God could give you any one thing right now, what would it be? We would love to hear and to read what that one thing would be. You see, this guy's name, while you're doing that, he was called Solomon. And his father was King David, who you've probably heard of. And as Solomon came to the throne, yes, he had the the power, but maybe as God said to him, what's the one thing you want? Maybe if it was me, I'd say, well, I want more power or more wealth or more security, or maybe I want peace in the nation or justice. Here's the one thing Solomon asked for in 2 Chronicles chapter 1, verse 10. Give me the wisdom and knowledge to lead them properly for who could possibly govern this great people of yours? Solomon got to ask for one thing from God. He asked for wisdom. Wise up. Guys, wisdom is so, so important. And God was so pleased with Solomon that he gave him lots of other stuff as well. He gave him the wealth. He gave him power. Uh, But you know, he he did that because he was so pleased with Solomon because Solomon asked for the one thing that I think is so valuable, so precious and such a key to living the kind of lives we want to live. You see, wisdom is more than knowledge. It's more than intellect. In fact, it's not about intellect or intelligence. It's more than experience. It's about good judgment. It's about the effective application of knowledge. It's about the right timing. You see, wisdom-based decisions will change a life. Bad decisions can ruin a life. And in this series, we're going to look at decisions in three main spaces, relational, vocational and financial. Financial, financial, financial. So next week, Valentine's Day, we're going to look at what does, what does it mean to wise up to love? Then the week after, we're going to look at what does it mean to wise up to work? And then we're going to look at what does it mean to wise up to money? But before we do that, I want to open up this whole series by looking at wising up to decision making. And I'm going to take you to the TV screen a few times to show you a few principles. And the first principle is the principle I call it of the steering wheel. You see, decisions are like the steering wheel of your car. They set the direction and they steer your whole life. Like we've already said, the decisions you make today, they're going to shape what happens tomorrow. And and if you don't want to have regrets in the future, uh, or you, and you want joys and, and, and successes, it's largely down to the decisions that you make. You see, you can control your decisions and you can control your response to other people's decisions. It's sometimes the only control you have. And here's the thing, guys, here's the thing. The decisions we make today will determine the stories that we get to tell tomorrow. And you know, Solomon, with this wisdom, he went on to write three books in the Bible. If you're new to Christianity, the Bible, we call it the Bible. It's not one book. It's 66 books, all written by different people over thousands of years. And Solomon wrote three of those. And one that he wrote, which is probably his most famous, is called sometimes the Book of Wisdom. It's called Proverbs. There are 31 chapters in Proverbs, which is really handy. That's like one chapter a day in most months, isn't it? And, and if you're um, uh, someone that has a smartphone and, and you go onto a version, the version app on smartphone, there's loads of Bible plans around the book of Proverbs. Really encourage you through this series to dig into Proverbs. We're going to be looking at some of these great nuggets of wisdom. And alongside that, I want to highlight a book and it's, I 
I read a lot of books, okay? These are all my books. There's just a few of them. Last year, I read lots of books. This is one of my top three books that I read last year. It's by Andy Stanley called Better Decisions, Fewer Regrets. We're not using all the content out of this book in this series, but there's some great gems in this. And if you want a book to read alongside this series, I want to encourage you, Better Decisions, Fewer Regrets, an amazing, amazing book. But you know, here's the key piece of wisdom we're going to look at today. It's Proverbs 16, verse 16, and it's this. How much better to get wisdom than gold and good judgment than silver? It says in the message translation, get wisdom. It's worth more than money. Choose insight over income every time. And I think Solomon, if he was here, would say, hey, here's what I would say about wisdom. Get it. You want to make good decisions? Get wisdom. Like forget everything else, just get wisdom. But to get wisdom implies you don't have wisdom. It's not an innate thing. It's not born just because you're, you're, you're born into a certain family. It's not born just because you, you, you go to church or you, or you know wise people. It's something you have to personally acquire. And the Bible says that there's kind of two ways that people make decisions. They either make them in a wise way or a foolish way. In fact, the Bible often compares two people, wise and foolish. And it's nothing to do with IQ, nothing to do with intelligence, nothing to do with how many books you've read, all right? Nothing to do with whether you know Hebrew or Greek or any of that. It's all to do with something else that we're going to look at in a moment. But you see, the Bible says you can either be wise or you can be foolish. And it's often revealed which you are by the decisions that you make. How many of us have ever made a decision that we know now is foolish? I want you to put your hand up. If you're in the room, I'd ask you to put your hand up. You're not in the room, although a couple of people are in the room and they're putting their hand up. They know the truth. If you're at home, you are at home and you're watching this live, put your hand up in the chat. Just put thumbs up, hand up. If you've ever made a decision that you know now was a foolish decision. Come on, put your hand up. That haircut, what were you thinking? That tattoo, that relationship, that decision, that purchase. You know, you know, oh, why did I do that? And sometimes you think, what was I thinking? And now you know, you weren't thinking. That's what the Bible says is foolish. You see, wisdom and foolishness, like I've said, are nothing to do with intelligence. The Bible says it like this, and, and this Henry Cloud is an amazing guy, a psychologist, and he put it this way. I think it's so important. When you look at the Bible, you could boil it down to something really simple. And he says this, a wise person is someone who when they receive light or truth or revelation, they adjust themselves to the light. A foolish person is someone who when they receive light or revelation or truth, they try to adjust the light to themselves. Did you get that? So a wise person is someone that when the light comes, they adjust themselves to the light. A foolish person is someone who when the light comes, they try to adjust the light to themselves. The Bible calls that foolishness. Let me just give you a few examples. Fools act before they think. Proverbs 13, wise people think before they act, fools don't. And even brag about their foolishness. Fools spend all the money they earn sometimes even more than the money that they earn. Proverbs 21, the wise have wealth and luxury, but fools spend whatever they get. You know, the Bible says, if you're spending all that you're getting, you're foolish. It's not wise. And, and another one, fools hurt those that they love. 
Proverbs 14, A wise woman builds her home, but a foolish woman tears it down with her own hands. Why do we hurt the people that we love so much? A fourth one, fools think that they know it all. Proverbs 12, 15, Fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. Just a few examples from Proverbs of the difference between fools and wise people. And you know, much of our foolish decision-making, I think, is driven by emotion. And you know, especially in this season of lockdown, where all of us are a little bit more emotional than we were before. And sometimes that emotion comes out in sadness. And I know many of you are carrying sadness and grief and loss right now. And I, I know that. I was uh, officiating a funeral this week and it's, a funeral's always really hard, but, but in lockdown, it's so, so difficult. But you know, some of us are driven not just maybe by the emotion of sadness or grief or loss. Some of us are angry. And I watch on social media just how much anger there is around at the moment and frustration. And, and, and you know, the, the danger is if we don't get a hold of our emotion, our emotion will get a hold of us. And what we do is this. We make emotional decisions, which we then backfill with suspect logic. Just let me hold that on the screen for a minute. We make emotional decisions and then we backfill those decisions with our suspect logic. So we had to buy that brand new car. Why? Well, it, 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 it's saving me 5p on the gallon and I just started to spend a few hundred pounds on my old car. So I needed to spend 25 grand. On, really? Or was that an emotional decision that you're now backfilling with suspect logic or that relationship that you're in? And you know that relationship's not healthy. And you know that relationship's not wise, but it's emotional. And you make the decision and then you backfill it with suspect logic. Well, I had to have that brand new top. I mean, I just had to have it. Do you know what I mean? I mean, okay, I've added it to the other 350 tops that I've got. And I'm actually only wearing two at the moment anyway, because I'm not going anywhere. But I had to have it. No, you emotionally made the decision, which then now we backfill with suspect logic. And we all do it. I think sometimes we ask the wrong questions. You see, we ask, is it legal? Is it moral? Is it ethical? Is it affordable? And that's all good. But do we ever ask this question, is it wise? Is it wise? Because I think that's so, so important. Let's go back to the TV for another kind of principle. Um, and, and it's this one. It's what I want to call the taxi principle. And the taxi principle is, is literally this. Never get in a taxi before asking how much it costs. That's a great principle. Never get in a taxi before asking how much it costs. A few years ago, I was in Kuala Lumpur uh, in Malaysia. I was, I'd flown in to speak at some events there and I was on my own for a couple of days. And so I wanted to explore the city and I got in a taxi. And foolishly, I didn't ask how much it cost. And so he's driving me around the city. And then the taxi driver turned to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of not confessing anything. And he said, to, he said to me, he could get me some female company for the evening. At that point, I asked him to stop the taxi and let me out. All right, I just wanted to get out. But I hadn't asked him how much it was for the taxi driver. When he told me, I could have dropped down. Okay, the, rule, the, the reality is that's the taxi principle. Don't get in it before you ask how much it costs. How many of us make decisions and we violate the taxi principle? We make the decisions and we've not asked how much it costs. What would Solomon say to us today? In Proverbs 4, 7, Solomon says this, getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. 
Solomon would say, guys, lean in, lean in a little bit. I wanna tell you something, wise up to wisdom, wise up to decision-making. You get wisdom, that's the wisest thing you can do. So how do we get wisdom? I wanna give you three practical, and guys, if you're watching this and you're not yet a follower of Jesus, I think this stuff is so important and so practical and so powerful. If you are a follower of Jesus, maybe you've forgotten some of these principles. Maybe in this season that we're in, in this lockdown season, maybe you've just forgotten some of these principles or maybe, maybe you've come to faith in Jesus, but you've never understood that actually coming to faith in Jesus is the beginning of a journey, not the end. And you know, the Bible talks at different levels as well. And we're going to talk about that as we track through this series. And and there's a bit in a parable in the um, New Testament that Jesus tells about a pearl that's hidden in a field. And many scholars believe that in the Hebrew mindset, that pearl doesn't just relate to the kingdom of God. It relates to wisdom. And and you know that the pearl, you discover it in a depth. And you can't, it's not always easy. You've got to dive down to get a pearl. You've got to dig into a field to find the treasure. So I want you to lean in for a bit and I want to give you these three principles, which could be the difference between the kind of life you end up with living in the future. So how do we wise up to decision making? Number one, fear God. Fear God. Proverbs 9 verse 10, fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. The Bible says, um, Solomon says, fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. In other translations, it says, fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It starts here. Now, fearing God is not a scared kind of fear. It's not a cowering fear. It's not, oh God, it's not that. The word fear there, it's not that kind of frightened fear. It's about reverence. It's about awe. It's about worship. It's about recognising that God is the beginning of everything. And it says in the Passion Translation, the same verse, the starting point for acquiring wisdom is to be consumed with awe as you worship Jehovah God. To receive the revelation of the Holy One, you must come to the one who has living understanding. And I think Solomon would say, hey, wise up, wise up. You wanna make wise decisions? Start with God. Start with a fear of God. Start by saying, God, you're the man. You're the boss. You're the one. And I wanna start there. And whatever decision I make with my relationships, with my money, with my body, with my decisions, I want to start by acknowledging that it all starts with you. You're the beginning. You are the foundation. You see, when you start with fearing God, you don't fear other things in quite the same way. So you don't fear rejection. You don't fear failure in quite the same way. You don't fear FOMO itself. And if you want to know what that is, it's the acronym Fear of Missing Out, which came into our dictionary in 2010. But do you know where that came from? And I discovered this this week, and this is really irony, okay, at its purest form. In 2004, a bunch of Harvard grad students, Harvard is a university in America, most prestigious. So these guys at the top of their tree, they're graduate students. They go away for a weekend to one of the guys' um, family's mountain lodge for a skiing weekend. 
So these Harvard grad students go away to one of their mountain lodges for a skiing weekend and they develop the, the phrase fear of, in fact, they called it FOBO, fear of better options, which then was turned into FOMO, fear of missing out. Isn't that irony that these grad students uh, who, who could afford to go into the mountains to one of their lodges for a skiing weekend were so gripped with the fear of better options or the fear of missing out? It's also irony that in the same year, another student at another university developed a social media platform whose primary or only goal at that time was to compare other students by their appearances. And it was called The Facebook, which now obviously has evolved into Facebook and it's much broader than that. But isn't it interesting, in the last 15, 16, 20 years or so, this whole thing about fear of missing out has almost kind of gripped us as a culture But when you say, hey, I want to fear God first, all those other things can go away. Fear God. You want wisdom? Fear God. Solomon said, hey, wise up to decision making. Put God first. Secondly, ask God. Ask God. Another book in the New Testament, um, book of James, James 1 verse 5. It's one of my favourite verses. It says, because I need it so much. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. I can't tell you how many times I have prayed this prayer. I've read this verse. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God. He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Principle number three that I want to show on the screen is what I call the the who's on the mic principle, okay? You see, the microphone is, is this invention that amplifies. And the reality is whoever's on the mic is speaking the loudest into our narrative, into our story. And so maybe I want to ask you a question today, guys. Who's on the mic in your life? When it comes to decision making, who's on the mic? If fear is on the mic... That will influence your decision making. Maybe um, comparison is on the mic. You you heard at the start of our service, Bridget's 60 second uh, wisdom about not comparing yourself and your race to other people's um, social media life. Is comparison on the mic? Or maybe revenge or anger or unforgiveness or ambition. What about opinion? What about everybody else's opinion? If that's on the mic, that's speaking into your narrative, into your story, that's shaping the decisions that you make. You know, you know, uh, opinions everywhere now, isn't it? I, I do like um, some like sport talk shows, and and what's funny about talk shows is the people phoning in saying, "Well, do you want to know my opinion?" And sometimes I listen to it and I think, "Nope, I don't really want to know it at all." But actually, that's what happens. But guys, if you're a follower of Jesus especially, and if you're not, this is still relevant to you. Ask God. Let God be on the mic. Because I tell you what, you want to make good decisions? Get God on the mic. And that's what James is saying. Ask Him. And we asked our Life Central online community, which is a closed Facebook group that many of you are on. We asked you this week, how do you make decisions wrong answers only? So funny. Some of you said things like eeny, meeny, miny, moe, um, rock, paper, scissors, um, ask Siri, Alexa, Wikipedia, do what Homer Simpson would do. You had all kinds of really funny responses. But you know, the best way to make great decisions is to fear God and then ask God. Ask God for wisdom. Finally, I, uh, big idea number three, walk 
with the wise. Walk with the wise. My favourite proverb, one of them is Proverbs 13 verse 20. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. This week on Wednesday evening, uh, this this past week, uh, the leadership team at the church, which is we call the elders, we met for a meeting together. Jackie Weaver was not present in our meeting. If you don't know who Jackie Weaver is, okay, where have you been the last week? The Hanforth Parish Council, which has now gone viral, was not a reflection of our meetings. And by the way, if you're not yet a follower of Jesus and you've watched that, please don't be put off church by that funny and embarrassing kind of thing that you saw. You know, I've been to many bad restaurants and eaten many bad meals. But when lockdown's over, I'm not going to be put off meals and I'm not going to be put off restaurants. So don't be put off church by that one really embarrassing situation. But you know, our elders meeting this week was nothing like the Hanforth Parish Council. We started in prayer. We had to make a really, really big decision, which has ramifications for us as a church for the future. And as we came into that, we, we all knew about the decision. We'd been praying about the decision. But we came into a position of, and, and I've just done this talk, so I kind of shared these ideas with the team and reminded us all, let's, let's fear God first. Let this decision not be based on any, any other fear. Let, we don't want fear on the mic. We don't want opinions on the mic. We don't want um, comparison on the mic. We want God on the mic. So let's fear God. Then we ask God and we pray James 1.5. But then as we travel through the conversation, the wisdom of the team was so refreshing and we came to a point of unity and real peace because we were walking with the wise. Then after Wednesday night, Thursday and Friday, I um, contacted three other people, three friends and leaders who speak into my life from outside of the situation, some of them, and, and said, hey, here's the, here's the situation. We kind of made this decision. What do you think? I want you to speak into it. Why am I doing that? I'm doing that because I want to make wise decisions. And you don't rarely make wise decisions when you make them on your own. But the Bible says, walk with the wise. Andy Stanley wrote this amazing book, says your friends will determine the direction and quality of your life. Guys, some of you have got tattoos because you hung around some friends that made you get that tattoo when you were drunk at college. Some of you are in relationships because you had some friends that didn't give you good wisdom or advice. Some of you have made decisions financially because you didn't allow other people to speak wisdom into that decision. And some of you right now, are about to make a decision that you will live to regret. Don't do it. Get wisdom from other people. Solomon would say, get wisdom. It's the wisest thing you can do. Don't make it on your own. Walk with the wise. Fear God. Ask God. Walk with the wise. Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. So what about application, guys? Whoever you are, whether you've been a Christian for many years, and some of you have been serving Jesus for many years and you're wise people. It's great in the, in the chat before just to hear a few people from uh, the church mention different people. And, you know, today is the 7th of February and today would have been my father's 80th birthday today. He's in heaven right now. He's one of the wisest guys I've met. And I'm so grateful to God for the wisdom that he brought into my life. But I can't inherit wisdom. I can gain some, but I've got to get it for myself. 
I've got to apply knowledge in the right way at the right time to get wisdom. I don't just inherit it. I've got to get it for myself. I want to give you three big application questions and I want to encourage you to take a screenshot of this one. Here's the first one. In some of my decision making, what's driving me really? So we're going to hold it on the screen. Really encourage you to take your phone out if you can. Take a screenshot of that. It's such a great question. In fact, Andy Stanley talks about this in that book. And, and the word really is such an important word. In some of my decision making, what's driving me really? If you stop there with what's driving me, then you'll get superficial answers. But if you're strong enough, if you're courageous enough to dig deeper, then maybe you'll get to the real thing that's driving you. Is it emotion? Is it fear? Is it anger? Is it entitlement? That you're doing that thing, that you're making that decision about what you watch. Some of you guys, you know, maybe you're in lockdown, guys and girls, and, and you're watching some stuff on your devices right now and you know it's harmful for you. You know it's destroying to the body, uh, to the temple that God says your body is. What's driving you really? In some of my decision making, what's driving me really? Let's surface the real issues. Second question is this. Second one. Is there a decision I'm trying to make that I need to stop trying to make alone? It's a great question, isn't it? Again, take a screenshot. Am I trying to make a decision alone? Because I tell you what, I'm in my 50s now. I forgot how old I was. I'm in my 50s. I've been a Christian leader for many years. Doesn't stop me asking people this week, what would you do in this situation? Give me your wisdom. Why? Because sometimes I don't know. And sometimes I'm too emotionally involved. And sometimes I can't see the wood for the trees. And I want to walk with the wise. And here's the thing. Many people... They get other people to speak into their lives, but they only ask people who tell them what they want to hear. That's not wisdom, that's foolishness. Find three or four people who love you enough to tell you the truth. Oscar Wilde says, a true friend is someone who stabs you in the front. Do you have people that stab you in the front, not in the back, but in the front because they love you too much to let you make bad decisions? And finally, the third one is this. Is there a regret I'm still carrying over a decision that God wants me to surrender to Him? Take a photograph of that, guys. This is so important. And, and, and as I was praying for this, I just sensed that God, the Holy Spirit, wanted to speak to many of you today, that you're carrying regret over a decision that you've made, that now is the time to surrender it to Him. You see, guys, your past can refine you, but it doesn't have to define you. Decisions you made, tattoos that you still carry, not just physically, but maybe scars and wounds that you still carry. You can't do anything about that decision, but you can do something about the regret and the pain that you're carrying. You can surrender it to Him. So I'm inviting you today, whenever and wherever you're watching this, whether you're a follower of Jesus or not, I'm inviting you to do two things, to partner with God in wise decision-making. That means fear God, ask God, walk with the wise. But I'm also inviting you to surrender those regrets, to surrender those disappointments, to surrender those bad decisions that you've made or have been made to you, to God. He has healing, He has comfort, he has strength. 
And while you're thinking about that and while you're responding, I want to invite you to to surrender to God and to partner with God and to encounter God as we sing this final song. This is a brand new song. This is so good, this song. It's called Faithful Now. And it reminds me that I want to fear God. I want to put God first in my decision making because God is faithful. I don't want to put myself at the first because I'm not. I don't want to put even my good friends because sometimes they're not. I don't even put my dad who I love to bits or my mom first because some, they sometimes weren't. But I want to put God first and I want to fear God. And when you fear God, then everything else comes into perspective. And so as you listen to this song and as you worship God, He reminds you and us of His faithfulness. Invite Him to partner with you in decision-making and surrender your regrets to Him. He is faithful now. You know, you know what I've discovered over having following Jesus for a long time now, almost 40 years, you know, that actually some of these lessons that you learn, you have to keep learning. You have to keep bringing yourself back into that space where you fear God, ask God and walk with the wise. And once you get out of that, that's when you become foolish. So I want to invite you right now, if you know that there's a decision that you need wisdom to make right now. Or there's a regret over a decision that has been made that you need to surrender. I want to invite you right now to respond to Him. And I want to pray for you. But you know, you might also want us to pray for you personally as well. There's a prayer link coming in the chat. If you want us to pray for you, you know, this is confidential and it just goes around our our prayer team and mainly leaders and staff that that just pray for you. And and it's been our honour and a privilege to pray for hundreds of people during this season. We'd love to pray for you as well. Don't carry it on your own. God doesn't want that for you. But if right now you you know that you need wisdom or you know that you need almost forgiveness or, or God's comfort to take away some of that regret over past decisions, I want to invite you to pray as I pray for you right now. So I'm going to pray for wisdom for you. But I want to ask you, pray for it yourself. Ask God for wisdom. Let me pray. Jesus, I want to pray for every single person watching this, whenever or wherever they're watching, may they know that you are full of grace, kindness and wisdom. And God, as they put you first, as they ask you for wisdom, as they allow and invite others to speak into this decision, God, I pray that they would have a peace and they would know, Jesus, that you are answering their prayer right now. And Lord, I pray, especially if there are people who've made decisions or have had decisions made for them and they're carrying regret and pain and disappointment, God, I pray that even in this moment, you would release that from them. Give them freedom, give them healing, give them strength. In Jesus' Name, I pray. Amen.